Welcome to Always Andersonville, the podcast. I'm Charlie. Today we are joined by Maria Schlover, producer of the Mozart Immersive Soul of a Genius exhibit and the Live at Lighthouse Chicago Jazz series. Mozart Immersive, the Soul of a Genius, takes the immersive medium in a new and exciting direction, utilizing the latest technology to amplify timeless music. Mozart Immersive stands out from previous Lighthouse Immersive productions in that Mozart's ingenious compositions are the primary focus, with captivating visuals built around the auditory experience. Lighthouse Art Space Chicago at 108 Germania Place is hosting live concerts this summer for the Live at Lighthouse Concert Series, sponsored by Kawai Pianos in its immersive gallery space. The series is a curated experience featuring an impressive lineup of acclaimed classical and jazz artists paired with the stunning visual backdrop that will surround the audiences in 360 degrees of vibrant imagery, creating an unforgettable, never-before-seen concert format that will accentuate each performance. A special heads up that our listeners will have the opportunity to get some discounted tickets on these shows with promo code we're going to provide at the end of the interview. Hey, Maria, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Glad to have you here. First, I want to start with one. How are you doing today? And then uh, I'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself and your background. Absolutely. I'm great. Thank you so much. So I'm uh, uh, currently in New York, although I used to uh, live in Chicago and uh Obviously, I'm traveling a lot uh, between Chicago and New York. So um, I'm one of the uh, co-founders of Lighthouse Art Space Chicago uh, at 108 uh, 108, uh, West Germania Place. And I'm excited uh, to tell more about the shows that we present. My background is uh, originally in classical music, then business and finance, and then I combined everything (laughs) about 20 years (laughs) ago by um, founding a musical agency and then non-profit festivals uh, of theater and um, different uh, genres in New York. And then in 2018, I was one of the first ones to fall in love with the immersive genre back in Europe, actually. And then we were the first company who brought immersive arts into uh, the United States, actually North America. We started in Toronto during pandemic and we opened in February of 2021 in the middle of pandemic, in the middle of um, severe winter storm in uh, <laughs> in Chicago. What's um, new, right? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think I remember uh, I was uh, I remember hearing about the Van Gogh one when I was in grad school and we did a case study on on the business model of that. It was very interesting. It was the first time I'd heard of that that project, uh, that type of project. So very exciting. Yeah. Uh, well, Maria, we have a lot to cover, so I'd love to jump right in with you. So I want to start, obviously, like I said, I meant I learned about the Van Gogh exhibit a while ago, and it was my first exposure to an immersive exhibit of this type. And I think a lot of Chicago has been aware of the Van Gogh and Mozart immersives happening. But for anyone who might be unfamiliar or has seen it on the bus but hasn't looked into it themselves, can you describe what exactly this immersive experience is? And for me, I'm especially curious in what kind of technology you're using. I mean, immersive experience by itself is different way of experiencing art uh, where you are surrounded by uh, 360 projection. 
we use uh, projection technology. We have 70 plus projectors in our space. And, you know, this is not just, um, you know, projection on the wall. It's a lot that is happening. It's mm -hmm. the mixture of animation, different, uh, you know, uh, projection of, uh, of 4,000, 4, I think, different images, which are licensed of uh, particular, let's say, Van Gogh, right? Paintings, um, different angles of it. You can see brush strokes of um, the actual, um, you know, artist. So it's all recreated with the beautiful music and different storylines. I mean, the difference between our show and, you know, maybe some other experiences that people can uh, see uh, around Chicago or around, um, you know, the United States is that our artists were the first that invented the genre. Uh, they started to use this projection and animation experiences 30 years ago in the caves of uh, South France. And then they <laughs> moved to Paris and then they, um, you know, made out different genre called immersive uh, projection. So um, you're not only seeing images, but you are involved in the life story of the artist. So this is, that's why people are so emotionally touched after seeing this experience because they kind of involved in um, in the life of Van Gogh or in this case uh, the life of Mozart. Between Van Gogh and Mozart were a lot of other shows. We had um, Monet and Impressionist. We had um, the life of Frida Kahlo. Uh, we had Klimt, uh, Gustav Klimt. We had King Tut. So we are trying different. Um, different uh, themes and um, some of them are more popular with people obviously Van Gogh is the champion <laughs> <laughs> the difference between the immersive Van Gogh and immersive Mozart is Mozart is the composer obviously and Van Gogh is an artist so in the case of the artist and all the artists before we were taking a lots of images of different artworks and then composers professional composer team and, um, you know, artists uh, together, they composed the uh, soundtrack for the exhibit. But, you know, the main focus was the vision, the vision. Mm -hmm. the well, I have to say one of the, I, I went and I got to experience the exhibit recently and I love art, but one of the things that I personally, I will say one of my own little issues I have is I, I want to sit there and I want to absorb and identify with and, and, you know, really try and get deeply into the art and find my own connection to it. But sometimes I find it difficult when either if I feel I have to sit there or stand there for a while, but it's very busy and a lot of crowds are coming in and taking pictures. And one of the things I loved about this exhibit was, I mean, the room, the space you're in is huge. And I, I was encouraged to walk around because there's different rooms in this room. And, and different there are some, angles. Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I felt like I was getting different storylines or at least emotional connections and different perspectives in one room versus the other room. And I never felt as if I was stuck in one place absorbing the material. I, I walked around the entire time. It was so cool. Absolutely. And you can lay on the floor, you can sit on the bench, or you can go upstairs and watch from there. And everywhere you see different angles and different, you know, it's a 360. So you're immersed yeah. in the art. But in the case of uh, Mozart, the same experience, but based on the music. So Mozart obviously is not a, a visual artist. So um, it's based on the music and the most popular music that people don't even know, like that uh, 
Twinkle, Twinkle, uh, Little Stars, <laughs> written by Mozart. But uh, um, more serious stuff, of course, uh, like a 40th Symphony or the mm-hmm. Requiem uh, and many other pieces by Mozart, masterfully performed by the orchestra and the singers, especially recorded for us. But then what do you do about the vision? visual part right because van gogh kind of took care of that for you exactly. <laughs> so we had reversed kind of technology and artistry so the artist uh, maximana sicardi italian artist came up with the visions that you might have while listening music listening to the music mm-hmm. so imagine you're sitting in the uh chicago symphony hall and you close your eyes and what do you see what do you see in front of you so that's he gives you this idea. You see, you see different, uh, you know, different visions from where Mozart used to live. You see Twinkle Twinkle Little Star. You see the, um, you know, you'd say, I don't know, some children's stories, and then some imaginary stuff. So it's very interesting reverse imagination. Plus, it's different in a sense that uh, in every other immersive show we just had. Uh, again, just the artworks, but here we had a live performer who was recorded. And this performer was uh, Mikhail Baryshnikov, who is the famous artist and the ballet dancer and um, um, choreographer. And he was playing a role of uh, Leopold Mozart, uh, mm-hmm. the father of the uh, Amadeus. So it's a, it's a lot in, in it. So um, I think people would enjoy it. When I remember one of the things I, I wanted to comment on was because actually it, it was great. I got tickets to Mozart and Van Gogh. I was what happened right after Mozart. So I was able to go see Mozart and Van Gogh in the same day. And it was just an existential sensory, you know, just joy. But one of the things that I, I love seeing them back to back because I got such different, a different look at the design, the conceptualization and the visuals. And what I thought was very interesting about Mozart was how much he worked the human form into that one. Exactly. Uh, there's a lot of, besides the the live action scenes, which I liked because I'm a movie person. And so you see all these dramatic scenes put to classical music, but there was these awesome, awesome renderings of um, sort of just dancing bodies or dancing forms. And I loved that they weren't specifically always people, but then you did incorporate faces and people into it. It felt... From a Mozart, uh, as opposed to Van Gogh, the Mozart one felt more human. It felt more uh, like my bo- uh, like my body was encouraged to be involved with it because uh, yeah. it was very, very it's different. Sophisticated, but very you know you can relate to that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I wanted to ask because you kind of answered my next question already. The oh, 180 yeah. from you're you're ahead of the game. Uh, the 180 from Van Gogh to Mozart, because rather than having music complement art, you have art complementing music. And I'm curious why Mozart specifically, out of all the composers you uh, chose. I have a couple of answers to that. So first is very trivial. I mean, we did the uh, uh, massive market research, mm-hmm. and we have a huge database of people that um, you know actively are on our list, and uh, we ask, what do you want to see? Next. And Mozart was uh, basically, you know, number one. So I don't know, is that because of movie Amadeus uh, or is it because Mozart is, uh, you know, one of the composers that people really into and know and learn in school and uh, read about. But uh, Mozart Mm -hmm. was number one choice. But also, as I said uh, before, my background is uh, classical music. And so is the background of three more uh, producers. We have uh, five. 
So we are all into Mozart and we think that you know, <laughs> Mozart is a fascinating story. So is, so is Van Gogh. Uh, it's a storyline, you know, kind of um, child prodigy that was, um, that uh, loved this world very early. Uh, but then he, he had a very abusive father mm-hmm. and then um uh, and produced a lot of beautiful music that lives through centuries. So, so it's a life story. And again, each show is the storyline. So you can relate to even today. So it's very important that people can um, listen to music and find something for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw a lot of kids at, uh, when I went to Mozart and that was so cool is that, I mean, a lot of the time with kids in an art museum, you never know how they're going to behave. And these kids were just laying, laying on the floor and looking up at the the ceiling, just staring and just engrossed by it. So I, I definitely thought of it as a great way to introduce kids yeah, to classical having, music. Having two kids myself, I'll tell you that, you know, it was impossible to get them into the uh, concert hall. And, mm-hmm. you know, let alone uh, <laughs> ask them to sit still. Here they can run around and, you know, they can lay down. They can take a, you know, water bottle and, uh, you know, a snack. But then uh, we have also a lot of installations in the lobby. We have a game, Mozart, where you can uh, conduct. You can take a yes, picture. I played that. <laughs> uh, so it's a lot of interesting stuff going on um, at the venue. Um, it's a great educational experience. That's for sure. Uh, and then you had mentioned some of the producers that are were are very into classical music as well. But I understand that there's quite a creative team behind this entire exhibit in terms of the visuals and posing the the art the uh, the producing everything so we have uh, um you know two u.s producers and two um canadian producers that put together the lighthouse art space chicago mm-hmm. you know this is that was our idea and we we put it together and then for each show we have different artistic team that we hire or you know we have um you know the same team for van gogh and mozart for instance different team for immersive nutcracker that we had during the holidays and you know let's say for king Tut, it was a different team but you know how many people work on a show if that's the question i can tell you um massive amount of people <laughs> it takes <laughs> you put the show together um creative team technical team a production team uh event team obviously wonderful event management team at the venue we have built a great uh, team hospitality team but um all together, it takes a village. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. But the product is really good. I'm very proud of our product. And I think it's unique to Chicago. We started in Chicago. Chicago is our love. <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> multiple venues um, across the United States. But Chicago is my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a, I think it's a perfect, uh, a perfect city to do this sort of thing in Chicago. I came here for initially for theater and it was for the type of theater that was breaking boundaries or experimental or, or mixing mediums. And this really felt like a Chicago exhibit. Like I know it is other places, but to me, this was, this is a Chicago thing. This is right? Yes. Yeah. Well, actually, this is the sort of thing, you know, whenever I have friends and family come visit, they all want to go see the bean. They want to go to Navy pier, but this is one of those things that I say, no, you, you know, my family's from Pittsburgh and I say, you don't have this in Pittsburgh. We should go do this. It's great. It's, you know, it's a, it really started the entire day very well for us. And then they wanted to go explore more art after seeing that. I mean, the, uh, 
you, you can stay as long as you want. I mean, some people are staying like the whole day and they see the shows on the loop. But, you know, now buying one ticket, you get two shows. But then if you want to see it again, you can stay, you know, even longer. So yeah. it's raining outside <laughs> or if it's too hot. Well, and I will say I appreciate where it is, too. Like the Lighthouse art space is really cool. A lot of the time, I think I've been resistant to going to things like this because they're in the middle of downtown uh, on a busy the busy Saturday uh, or somewhat, but it was very easy to get there, very easy. I drive and it was very easy to park. The space was um, just very, very accessible. And actually commenting on the space, the space is amazing. And every time I walk into I walk into a new performance or art space, I always think about what show could I hear? It's my my director mind. I'll never be able to shut off. And I was wondering if you if that space is something you, because I know Mozart has been there and Van Gogh have been there for so long, but is that a space that's available for renting for private events, for for anything people would like to do? Absolutely. So when we first got the space, uh, that was in the middle of pandemic, there is a stage uh, in one of the rooms. Right now, the stage is, um, you know, we, we put the, um, um, obviously, uh, <clears throat> a wall there because we needed to project. Right. But the plan is to open the stage. But so far, we, um, as you know, um, we do a lot of corporate events. We do, you know, we do encourage uh, different community events, different concerts and performances, open performances, immersive performances. So it is available for rent. Uh, it is available for community events. But, um, you know, we have full bar, we have, uh, you know, lounge, wonderful. Um, we have uh, had a lot of uh, proposals and engagements there, <laughs> which is very <laughs> nice and sweet. Uh, but now we, uh, I'm experimenting uh, with the, uh, I'm a producer of the um, uh, Life at Lighthouse, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, classical music and jazz series. I would call it immersive concert series because it's never been done before. And hopefully it's going to stay. It's a tryout, but um, I think it's going really well. People love it. Um, so we're going to continue. So yeah. what it is, is we build a stage in the middle of the immersive. And um, uh, the performers are coming uh, from different uh, cities. And uh, we engage the classical music and uh, jazz performers, legendary jazz performance. And uh, it's a concert series. Yeah, yeah. And that was you. You're ahead of me again. That was my next question. I wanted to ask about you. Just so you know what you you know what you got. You're excited about it. I love it. I'm very um, excited about that. That's for sure. Well, because I'll I'll admit I'm new to the the lighthouse, uh, the live at lighthouse series. That was not something I was previously familiar with. But in all the infer in my research and everything I've been looking at, I mean, it looks amazing. Because I'm a person. I love concerts, but I what I don't particularly love are music festivals like Pitchfork or. Or uh, or anything like that, and the Jazz Fest is one of my favorite things that happens in Chicago, and also the classical concerts you get in Millennium Park. And this seemed like an incredible experience to get one of those or a few of those, but also have this different art medium around it. Because I mean, you said they're bright in the center, so you have all these visuals that you do for Mozart or Van Gogh combined with the live music, as opposed to something pre-recorded. It's very energized, I imagine. Absolutely. So I, I want to tell you that we already had three concerts, mm-hmm. um, one classical music, one and two, um, two of the jazz uh, performers. And uh, the uniqueness of the series is, of course, in, in the, the way that people have a chance to 
to be very intimate with the performer. It's, you know, as opposed to being in Millennium Park, you are not only in the immersive environment, but you are very close. And then you have a chance to um, actually talk to the performer, uh, get a picture, get the um, autograph um, on the poster. You know, this is uh, amazing. So you see the show first. It's like, a you know, then you have a short intermission. And, you know, show meaning that the immersive show. And then you are immersed into the music with all the visuals and wonderful background, backdrop of uh, immersive. Yeah. And there's something about the live concert that can feel so much more personal, so much more intimate when you're listening. And you're so close. You're just there. So it's it's a, it's a jazz club, uh, but um, in the immersive uh, environment. And then there is one, uh, your next one is actually this week, correct? So I know today uh, yes. uh, Alan Harris is playing this week. Alan Harris uh, is, is coming from New York. It's a favorite singer of Tony Bennett. <laughs> uh, it's a Harlem-based uh, vocalist, guitar, like guitarist and uh, composer, and uh, he is so much fun. It's his band, and uh, it's, it's 7 o'clock. So people would experience the immersive Mozart first, get their complimentary drink, experience the immersive Mozart, which is about 30 minutes. And then after short intermission, they're going to, you know, immerse themselves into the uh, this wonderful jazz vocalist uh, and his work. He's um, going to, you know, communicate with the public. He's going to, uh, after concert, he's going to um, sign the posters and um, take pictures and uh it's a wonderful experience, um, a really celebrated musician. And we have two more in August, which are like legendary, legendary. Um, and I know that um, jazz scene in uh, Chicago is great. And I, when I lived in Chicago, I went to a lot of jazz clubs, but it's different because these musicians uh, that are coming uh, in August are, you know, legendary all-star trio Lenny White and, you know, just pianist, the serious uh, chestnut and um, Buster Williams. They're, you know, it's a very rare that you can get this kind of stars to travel together. <laughs> right. Short time of period. But that they were very interested in this experiences as well. They said, wow, we never played this, this kind of, um, you know, in this kind of environment. So we'd like to travel. And not even just not even just getting these artists to travel, but I mean, any other in any other place, these artists, you might go buy a ticket to go see them, but they're on a stage that may be, you know, 50 feet away from them. unattainable. Right. Yeah. Yes. And here, here, they, here they are. And uh, the last concert is August 31st, uh, really hard. And uh, it's also legendary uh, celebrated musicians um, trio. So it's definitely something that um, people have to come and see. So, yeah, um, I actually have a, another question about this off the top of my head then, because we talked about uh, the teams you work with to put the imagery together for Mozart or for, and for Van Gogh. And for this particular one, um, obviously, this is different because they're playing live. You're not you don't have pre-recorded music to necessarily set all of this to. How did um, approaching the visuals for each of these artists, how did that play out in terms of design? I mean, I imagine you had to approach every artist differently depending on their style depending on their how they play so i was putting the visuals for this together very different from doing it for mozart and van gogh we have different um so it's not new uh visuals that were invented for this particular jazz shows but um it's a mix of different visuals that we had and we work with the artists we ask them 
How do you like, you know, we had a wonderful artist, Jasmia Horn, a couple of weeks ago <laughs> playing in the venue. And we asked her, what would you like to see as your background? Like, what do you think uh, matches your tone of voice? Uh, what do you think this program is uh, does look like? And she said, oh, my God, I identify this Frida Kahlo so much. So we oh, cool. uh, so we play a lot of Frida Kahlo, but then she had a mellow part where we um, we showed the um, some of the um, Monet and Impressionists. Uh, so it's we work with the artists to to match uh, what they're playing, and um, it's 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 a wonderful creative experience. That's really cool. I love that the because I think that's one thing I always really appreciate is when an artist gets some sort of inclusion into how they want their own art portrayed. Because you know, especially with the way these things generally go, or uh, you know, is the artist has their their music or their painting, but they don't always get to contribute to the complementing factors of whatever type of performance they're putting on. Uh, so I really like that you ask them what would you like to see what oh absolutely we have yeah. utmost respect to the artistry and artist <laughs> that's yeah. why so we talked a little bit about the space being for rent and you know seeing mozart and seeing van gogh and the live concerts I, I can't speak enough as to how impressed i am with the space and all the things you could do in it so i'm curious is do you use it for anything else are there other activities that uh you offer in that space besides just the immersive experiences Yes. Or the immersive Mozart and Van Gogh. Yes, what about we do? We have um, started, by the way, from the beginning, we have immersive yoga. Uh, this is a professional yoga instructions within the immersive environment, which is really cool. I'm not a yoga um, yogi myself <laughs> <laughs> because I have broken ACL, not because I don't like uh, um, yoga, but you know, <laughs> these classes are wonderful and we are. Uh, we have professional instructions, so I really recommend that. That's in the morning, usually, on the weekends. Uh, so whoever is in the neighborhood, um, they should definitely experience that. I mean, talk about relaxing yoga surrounded by visuals. That's great. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful yoga. And then we have um, um, sip and pain classes. Um, so a couple of them left, I think, um, in July. But um uh, yeah, this is you get inspired by the visuals of Van Gogh, let's say, uh, and then you sit and get professional instructions from the local uh, professional teacher uh, while sipping some wine, and then uh, you take your canvas home. This is very romantic and um, great way to have birthday party or you know the outing from the uh, work uh, party kind of um, get together building team building exercise. So. We, we get we get uh, a lot of um, uh, young couples to do that, so it's fun. And of course, we'd love to do more performing arts. So if um, anybody have any ideas of uh, performing <laughs> arts and would love to come to us, we are always open to um, creative projects. Um, so that's great. That feels very Chicago. That feels very uh, the collaborative. I mean, one of the reasons I had come here was the art felt more collaborative, less commercial. And that feels very Chicago that you're welcoming people into this space. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's wonderful. I, I uh, sip and paint is something I definitely would love to do. I can't claim to be any kind of, of painter, but uh, my confidence. By any part, you shouldn't be. You shouldn't yeah, be. yeah, yeah. People got no skills whatsoever, and then they're like, <laughs> son, they're, they're walking out with the, the full uh, Van Gogh picture. I'm like, oh. 
I mean, this is exactly the sort of activity, especially after, because you started this during COVID. And I think especially after a period like that, where we were all so pent up and so tense. And this is a sort of activity. I mean, of course, I love getting outdoors and going to the beach or skating. But this seems like the sort of thing where I would go into this and come out of it actually relaxed and feel like I've I've had an emotional or out-of-body experience that didn't also exhaust me. That wasn't, you know, I have to... Uh, I, I, like you said, you could spend all day there. You don't have to, you don't feel worn at the end and just have to go home. And that's the end of the day. We have a yeah. wonderful museum sh- shop there for the souvenirs. We have um, a cafe for, you know, coffee drinks and uh, we have a lounge to get a drink. You don't have to go to the exhibit to go to the cafe or the lounge or like you, let's say you've been to the exhibit, but you know, want to get some souvenirs. You can return just to the lounge, get a drink, get a cup of coffee or uh, get a souvenir. I think that's one of the things I love about it is how relaxed it feels. You know, I was even just during the exhibit, I was just slowly walking up and down the stairs that were there or up and down. And I never I never missed anything. You never felt like I missed anything. I'm excited to see what kind of events come up in this space. I mean, it just it's so versatile and it's so it's so gorgeous. I uh, I didn't mention before, but. I was struck in that uh, when I was there, there's these mirrors very strategically oh, yeah. placed in the middle uh, and you can, it's, it was so cool. You could catch visuals behind you matching with visuals in front of you. And uh, the mirrors alone just made it uh, this really, really just incredible experience. That was, yeah, I think, cause it's not just, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not um, just casually put there. It's, the whole thing is built around the mirrors and you can see the image going 360 around the room, but also mm-hmm. other room has other images. So that's why it's, you know, you have to walk around. Yeah, it was, it was so cool. It was, it really was. Well, Maria, thank you for being here and uh, well, being in New York, but uh, for speaking with me today, this has been something we've been excited to talk about since I, since I got to go see it. And um, thank you for having me. Yeah, and then uh, just uh, we—I know we talked about this a little bit, but the the Alan Harris concert is the next one. It's it's tomorrow, Thursday, the thirteenth uh, at seven o'clock. You said right? Yes, it's seven o'clock the thirteenth, and the tickets are on our website, lighthouseartspace.com/chicago, or just you know go to Immersive Mozart, and um, the tickets are there as well. Yeah, awesome. Well, great. Well, and I hope to see uh, you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely need to check out some of these concerts now too. I used to work at a record store in Chicago, and I have a whole group of friends that this is exactly the sort of thing they would love to do: combine the visual art with the music. And the tickets for the immersive motor that includes immersive Van Gogh are just just twenty seven dollars. Yeah, they're at the twenty seven. So, that well, thank you, Maria. Thank you very much. Thank you for yeah. having me, and welcome to the live at Lighthouse and immersive motor. Thank you for listening to Always Andersonville, the podcast. There is currently a special offer for Live at Lighthouse shows with tickets starting at $35, and you can get tickets at lighthouseartspace.com. And for 20% off tickets for the Mozart Immersive, which also comes with the Van Gogh Immersive after it, visit mozartimmersive.com and use the discount code Andersonville20, that's Andersonville20, for 20% off your tickets. You can visit both of these websites for more information about the shows. Mozart is currently running until Labor Day. Tickets are going quickly, so we always recommend picking those up as quickly as you can. Uh, And Live at Lighthouse has a number of shows upcoming through the end of August. 